This episode of the Stickers and Scuffs podcast has been brought to you by Remax Jack. Jack provides a friendly, customer-driven service in search for homes and provides excellent details on the market, values, and trends in buying and selling. Jack has been able to work with Cam on his search and always makes himself available when he has a question. Remax Jack will help you if you're looking to buy or sell a home within the GTA. He's who Cam K trusts to find his next home, and he should be yours too. Remember, call Remax Jack and start to pack. For more information, go to Remax Jack. for the Stickers and Scuffs podcast. We're getting to the end of 2022, but we've got a couple more episodes for you with some amazing guests. And we're going to go back to the Ontario Sportsman Series. He's not Kevin Trevlin. He's not Michael Herniak Jr. He's Brad Robinson, who drives the number 44. And uh, Brad's joining us for this episode. I think we're on episode maybe 94, maybe 94, 95. Brad, how are you? Good. Thanks for having me on, guys. I really appreciate it. Thank you for coming on, man. It's uh, you know, you were on the uh, you're on the call list in case anybody canceled. Nobody canceled, but we got <laughs> you in before we got you in before the uh, the, the the new year. So, uh, we got to go back, man. We'll talk about the uh, the 2022 season for you because Ontario Sportsman Series, uh, first year, uh, myself actually being able to get out to the racetrack and and uh, Graydon, uh, we both got out there for SNS and. Really great little series you guys have. Uh, where did uh, the idea come from to come race in the OSS? So long story short, we um, I raced go-karts for years and then um, moved up to Super Stocks. I ran Super Stocks kind of on a part-time basis at, uh, at Peterborough Speedway. Um, and we were there one night when OSS was there and uh, just immediately f- fell, in, fell in love with the cars. Um, and my dad raced back in the day, which was a cast car sportsman. So we kind of had a lot of the the parts to go to the series if we wanted to. So we ended up talking to some of the officials and uh, they're like, yeah, because we were running. Um, actually, there was a lady in the series years ago, um, Amanda Connolly. Um, we were running her Grand Prix body. So it was a fiberglass, ultimate fiberglass body. Um, so it kind of fit within their rules. So I ended up running one race with them that season um in the series and just and and fell in love with it just being able to travel from track to track it's a different uh it's a different experience you got to reset every week um and the the kind of like I always like the Pinty series but of course mm-hmm. it's it's, it's ex- racing's expensive right so this is kind of like an entry level way kind of into that the longer races the traveling series so I'm going to be very upset with you considering you've taken a Grand Prix and you didn't use it last year. <laughs> oh, I, we were talking about this, Great and I, we said, said of all my, I, I might be crazy, man, but there's a reason why I don't have many cars displayed yet 
Um, I've got the Pontiac Grand Prix out here for that specific reason because absolutely love that. And the fact that you got Amanda Connolly's, well, now Amanda Balson's old uh old body. That's I love that. I love the history yeah. because that's one thing yeah. that we talked about, right? Great yeah. with Trevlin. We talked with Trevlin and Trevlin's cars have been through like countless owners. Herniac's cars have been through countless owners. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Where you talked about was the was it the body that you got just from Amanda or was the chassis actually from Amanda as well? So it's it, it ended up being just the body. So um, we actually have some really good family friends when we went uh, super stock racing and essentially drug an old super stock up to the shop and um, sandblasted it, cleaned it all up, and um, yeah, just kind of bought little pieces here and there that we needed and went super stock racing. Oh, love it. Love that it. is that's a yeah it's yeah. a good story and as you said like, your father is uh involved in racing so you you kind of had uh, a a bit of an inventory if you will laying around with some parts that you could uh uh maybe pinch a few penny and kind of make it more uh affordable to get into where you were going racing um so you did the carts and the super stocks um when did you get into the sportsman series um, my first season would have been last year, uh, 2021, okay. about halfway through the year, because the car wasn't fully built. Um, our first race was at, actually at Peterborough, and uh, that was that was a lot of fun. Really, really learned a lot. Actually, kind of, if I had to take anything away from the pandemic, the 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 less cars on the track, kind of just running laps in the back, kind of learning my way. Yeah. Um, definitely a lot um and then this year in 2022 we kind of decided to step up our game a little bit and um yeah it was pretty good yeah the the oss uh it's uh, to cam's point it's a uh, uh it has a really great family atmosphere nice uh intimate setting if you will um but it is it's a it's a touring series so i mean at the same time as you uh, alluded to that you do have to change setups and and reset week to week uh, what's that like in terms of the grind of the season um it, it's hard because it's sometimes do you have a notebook like is that where you have to go and talk to people yeah, so I, I get a lot of help, especially from Herniacs. Herniacs, Mike Sr. is, is he's a man when it comes to figuring out these tracks, right? For sure. So, so it's, it, it's odd with these cars because they seem to be hit and miss, um, at least for me that way. Depending on the track that I go to, like one of my favorite tracks is Varney, by far Varney. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're either doing really well or like for me, Flamborough, like I really struggle at Flamborough. That's one one of the tracks that we're gonna work at this year. Um it's an animal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so just kind of leaning on other drivers taking bits and pieces, right? Because you know what works for somebody else might not work for you, right? So just leaning on people like Kevin Trevlin, Michael Herniak Jr., uh senior, just trying to trying to learn the tracks is the biggest thing. And you know what works for them might not work for me, but I can at least kind of pick away at little things. Okay, this worked this time. The other thing didn't work essentially, right? So, mm-hmm. kind of yeah, you had you had a you know I would say we it was a tough tough season for for a lot of people in the series. Really, it was you know for us it was the OSS is still in a rebuilding phase. Like we we know that it's a great got great potential to be an amazing stepping stone. 
for those that want to be in stock cars and, and it has so much potential there. Um, but one thing that was, was awesome to see is that uh, you got an opportunity a couple of times. You sat out on the, sat on the front row at, I believe it was at Peterborough perhaps, or yeah. right yeah. up close. And then uh, you also led your very first laps in the series at Sunset Speedway. I believe it was 15 in total. So you got out there and got an experience to be yeah. up front. Didn't end the way that you were hoping, but one thing I was, I was really impressed with Brad and, and I'm curious if it, if it took the whole race for you to, to, to feel this way, but you were very calm when I asked you what, what had happened um, after, uh, after the wreck at sunset from the lead. And, and you were just kind of matter of fact, and you were just so excited to be up front yep. and uh, for yourself, like, I, like, that's the thing is we see some of these, these drivers that go out there and get paid millions of dollars yep. that go out there and they wreck. And then they just, crap all over the entire interview you were like oh my god i was up front i was leading laps i just i was going to do this and i did this where'd the audit where's the attitude coming from man is that from getting encouragement like what what happened (laughs) it's racing's hard (laughs) like any (laughs) any chance that i can get out front and lead races you know qualify up front win polls you know, at, at the end of the day, it, it builds momentum, right? Yeah. Now, at the end of the day, it, it it sucks the way that, you know, sunset ended, right? I was out front, I was leading, whether I got too excited and I spun out on my own and hit the wall or oil on the track, right? From the gear that broke the couple laps before that, right? Yeah. Um, but either way, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. I was out front, I was leading laps and it, it just builds momentum for the next week and the next week and the next week, right? So definitely showed it. That is one thing that I will say that I kind of, you kind of take for granted a little bit, I guess you could say is the factor that like, you know, you get in these cars and you expect to run up front, right? Mm -hmm. Well, it it doesn't happen like that. I mean, like, I'm not going to lie to you guys, like Peterborough being my home track running up front, second, most of the race. Unfortunately, we had the problem with the transmission. Mm -hmm. I was ecstatic for Kevin traveling to win that race. 30 30 or 30 years 33 years in the series trying like good for him like that, yeah. that that's a lot of work that's a lot of time put into that right mm-hmm. uh, and that just that just shows you how competitive this series is mm-hmm. right and mm-hmm. i and i think now even like next year coming like um i'm i'm putting a lot more focus kind of into the car and also another thing is is um my health just in the simple factor of going to I'm consistently going to the gym now just because like we get halfway through these races and it's not a 30 lap feature in a super stock anymore right we're running 100 laps we get to lap 50 and I'm I'm like oh my god is this over <laughs> right yeah. you know there was uh, there was a couple times at the end of the races where I got out of the car and just laid on the trailer for a while just because I was just so drained by this right mm-hmm. so um I think we're going to have a really, really strong field next year. So just trying to uh, learn as much as I can and kind of go from there. Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, great, great. And we were at that Peterborough race. It was pretty nuts. I mean, for having 10 cars, uh, things went crazy really quickly. And then they just kind of continued. And it was like, who was going to finish this race? It was an organic organically entertaining race i mean it was awesome to 
for the first race for me to see in the stands of the series, it was pretty uh, good impression. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I, uh, I learned quite a fair bit from Anthony Tabello when I ran super stocks at Peterborough. He's won track championships there. He's, he's taught me a lot about Peterborough. Um, so I'm very comfortable with Peterborough. Well, for me, I struggle on the outside at Peterborough, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. So it was actually funny because during that race, I started second and then I fell back and got passed. And then I'd pass all the cars. And by the time that I got back up to second, a caution would come out. And I'd restart second again, and I'd go all the way to the back. So actually, I think there was even once on the radio when I was, um, I, I don't know who it was, I think it was the 48 yep. um, that I was running with. And I just barely got by him and the caution came out and I go over the radio to my dad. I'm like, tell them we're third, we're third, we're third <laughs> just yeah. inside. Right. So, um, yep. I can remember this because I was in the booth for that, that event. And I remember Adam telling 44 behind the 48. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, that, uh, that race was, uh, that, that was wild. Well, and, and <laughs> was it worse? Was it, and so this is, this is kind of a, what my, I was, I was building to the sunset. You were up front and then made a mistake. Was it worse having a mechanical failure while running second or was it worse spinning out from the lead? Because it's kind of like, do you, if the equipment fails, is that worse? Or is it worse if you kind of feel like you make the mistake? Um, So I, it, it's a mechanical failure on the car. So mm. that, um, that you can't control no matter what, right? Spinning, spinning from the lead, that one kind of stung a little bit the most just mm -hmm. because you know you're leading and um you don't know whether it was because of again the gear that got dumped on the track or whether it was me or you know I'm just I just got too excited right leading leading for the first time right so mm -hmm. uh definitely probably sunset yeah and then you would mention about the the the, the you know being in right shape we had a race at full throttle that was there was drivers that actually pulled off because of the heat. It yeah. was so, so crazy. So what was that experience like? Yeah. So I don't have any cool suit. I don't have any tubes. I have no air into my helmet. I have no lines run to my car. Um, so when I'm racing, it's not that bad. Um, not necessarily because I'm getting airflow through the car, just because your adrenaline's pumping so much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's under caution when everything's, when you're slow and then the heat's building up inside the car and then you have time to talk to your crew, you have a time to, you know, think about the heat essentially, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, there was, there was some hot nights this past summer on the, in the track. That was, that that's for sure. So, um, but yeah, definitely trying to get in a little bit better shape that way, putting some tubes in my car for, um, like I said, you guys, I, I got a new helmet this year, so it's got the tube on the back of the helmet. So I'm hoping that helps a little bit. Just try to get some of the heat out of this car because there was a couple times where your adrenaline's pumping and you get out of the car and then you got to sit down because you think you're going to pass out. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. It, it, to your point, I mean, it, it helps you to be uh, prepared at, on every angle. I mean, uh, hitting the weights and conditioning yourself and, and it just a better mindset overall too when you get into the car and you just you feel like you're more one with it if you will um yeah, it, yeah it's, it's just good for the tie, state of mind tie it back to dj right 
mean, we saw him yeah. get into phenomenal shape in the offseason. And then this, he had one of his best statistical years yeah. um, in several years um, yeah. this, this past year, right? And, um, you know, Brad, it was, um, it was, it was, again, it was a tough year because the series, again, we're, we're still building. It's gone through a bunch of changes. But we're looking a little more solid for for 2023. Don't don't doesn't look like things are going to change. You got a, at least one new competitor that we know out there, um, with Corey McAllister joining OSS for for 2023 at least full time. Um, He's going to be a for him. One. Yep, yep, and uh, and young Ollie Ferguson's coming. Ollie along Ferguson too. as well. Yep. yep, and that again, having people come into the series is is always great because. I would assume for you and Michael and even Brendan Patrick being yep. the young names. Now Brendan, I think, is the youngest. I think yep. he was the youngest last year. Ollie would be the youngest this year. But um you've got you're surrounded by not veterans from like five years. You've yep. got guys, Sean Mangin, mm-hmm. Chad McGlynn, yep. uh, Mike Herniak Sr., Kevin Trevlin, Doug Cathcart. Mark Pat, these are 30 plus. They're somebody. So, Mark Patrick is heading into his 40th year of yep. racing 40 years. That's insane, yep. right? When you think about it, so you're literally surrounded by so much knowledge. And then on top of it, you have your dad who was yep. racing. Let's go back and talk about where your family's history in racing has been. Yep. So my dad started um, way, way, way before I was born. He ran Cascar Sportsman, mm-hmm. um, essentially, for the longest time. And then he ran a truck at um, um, Mossport when Mossport had the nice. oval. Mm-hmm. That by far, if you ask my dad, day in and day out, Mossport by far is his, is his favorite track. Um, so then... After the truck, he had a lay model, ran the lay model for a couple of years, and then he actually stepped away from racing for quite a few years. I stepped into it. I wanted to do, uh, actually, we were at uh, the Barry Automotive Flea Market, and there was a go-kart there, and I wanted to buy this go-kart. And it was just a little little beater, right? Um, paid 300 bucks for it, and we went to the old Walmart. There's an old Walmart in, uh, in Aurelia. Well, there used to be. Um, and uh, at the time we were living in Aurelia and we rip around the parking lot in the, in the car, right? My dad didn't like how close we were getting to the, to the pole. So he's like, Hey, at, at this point, we need to get you on an actual track. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. And, um, ran the go-karts for, uh, quite a few years and then, um, moved into the super stocks because, um, we could have moved up higher in the go-karts, but, uh, we wanted to go oval track racing and we had a lot of the stuff for the, for the super stock. Right. So, uh, moved up to that for, uh, quite a few years. I think I ran three, three years at Peterborough. Um, honestly, just did we did okay in that, but I, I definitely, I definitely learned a lot in that series. Um, especially, especially with the super stock guys. Right. So, um, so did that for quite a few years. And then um, I actually took a break. I stepped away and my dad um, fell in love with the hot rod series. So <laughs> dug, we dug his car out and, um, and he, uh, he wanted to uh, run the hot rod series. He ran that for 
for quite a few years. And I'm not gonna lie, I think that's the happiest my dad has ever been. And <laughs> it was, um, it was, it was super cool for me because growing up being younger, I kind of remember my dad racing a little bit, but not, uh, not a lot. So it, it was really, really cool to see, um, to see my, my dad actually race, right? Yeah, that would be. Yeah. So, so he did that. And, um, then he decided that he was going to retire. He, um, my, my dad loves, loves the sport and loves to drive, but he, I'll put my dad up against anybody. My dad can build a race car. My dad is mm-hmm. very good at building cars, um, cars, engines. Um, we don't, I don't know if you guys know, so we don't run a crate engine. We, we run a build. My dad builds them all at home. Uh, so, old school, man. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Between, between my dad and, um, and Terry, um, Terry actually came from super lates. Um, there, there's there's a there's there's quite a bit of knowledge there right so for sure uh, yeah for for me the coolest part was being able to actually watch watch my dad race so and actually we haven't really shared this and my dad's probably gonna hate me for saying this on here but um, (laughs) we're actually gonna go practice this spring um and my dad's gonna get in the car (laughs) hell Yeah. yeah Never yeah. truly hang it up, right? No, no, no. He's like, he he's, I'm pretty sure he's retired a couple times, right? So, but uh, no, for the actual racing portion of it, he's, he's yeah. done. He, he enjoys building the cars. He enjoys watching the cars. Shaking them down and stuff. Yeah, and- yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, um, he, yeah, seen, he's seen me race now for two years in this car. And he's like, man, I, I, I want to try this. So <laughs> he's going to. He's gonna try to hop in the car in the spring. So, I'm just saying, nice. Trevlin does have an old Arca Pontiac. So, I mean, yeah, Trevlin know. already tried to sell that to my dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so if you yeah, can try yeah. and get another Pontiac back out there, uh, I mean, where? What about 44? Uh, where? Where is the significance with the the number 44 for you guys? Yeah, so 44 actually has two um, significance. So actually. Ironically enough, 44 was not my my first pick for a number. Oh. Um, my first pick for a number was nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So I I always liked Bill Elliott. Oh. So that's that, that's where the that's where the nine came from. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, I never did run it though because my dad's number was 44. Mm-hmm. I wanted to stick with, with my dad's number. Mm-hmm. And I actually, I, I for a brief minute, I, we did think about. We're going on a tour here. Yeah, we'll go to the Bill Elliott section right there. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, really. There we go. <laughs> that's really cool. One of those was the Casey Kane, but we'll, we'll let that happen. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Sorry. Carry on. And for a brief moment, I did kind of tell my dad that I wanted to to change numbers, kind of kind of do my own thing, right? Um, but at the end of the day, kind of like carrying on my dad's number was really cool for me. And then kind of like like what I was telling you guys that um, a gentleman by the name of Rick Brown, where we used to get all of our stuff from, um, he him and I got along great. He was a really big help for us. Mm-hmm. Um, he was number 44. So that kind of just oh, added nice. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of just added a little bit to it as well. So, 
um, that that's essentially where the number came from was was originally my dad and then just kind of stuck with it since well because because who do you support in in your as a as a favorite driver in nascar alex bowman so i'm not, I'm not on the chase minute. wagon <laughs> i'm not on the chase wagon <laughs> nope can't get wait behind. a minute favorite number bill elliott but you support alex bowman Hey, Bowman moved from the 88 to the 48. True. Mm-hmm. True. I, I, 88 I mean, twice 44. There you go. So I think <laughs> 88, <laughs> if you did, everyone the driver, not the car. Fair, yeah, fair there enough, you go. Fair enough. That's a good one to, good one to support. I, yeah, Alex, we were good, big fans of Alex Bowman. So, yeah. um, you know, Brad got the 2023. The schedule's not out yet for the OSS yeah. series, but. Uh, we don't expect things to be too crazy in terms of of changes, but um, you know, uh, lots to look forward to in the 2023 Ontario Sportsman Series season. Obviously, you had uh, a 2022 season, and you had some great partners on the race car. But the test to you, buddy, uh, you know, uh, we we did the we did your first interview at Motorama last year, and I, I've come uh, a long way since that, eh? You very much, yes. <laughs> Very much, very much. Uh, you've done a couple more now and, and done the big one here on SNS. Yep. But uh, you definitely got to, we got to give you that opportunity to thank those sponsors. As you see, Chester wants to be on camera right now, too, I guess. Um, but uh, got to thank those sponsors that you had last year on the race car. So who do you want to thank? Yeah, absolutely. So um, Armored Decals, they, they were a pretty big one that they were a new sponsor this year. Um, Muskoka Jet Ski Rental, Mobile Marine, Gervet GM. CY Learning, uh, Junior's Tires, they were, uh, Junior's Tires especially was a very big one. Um, kind of solidifying some more stuff for next year, but it looks like we're going to have the same sponsors on as well as, um, as well as Gervets and um, Junior's Tires again, Armored Decals. So, and uh, also working on quite, uh, quite a few more sponsors, which um, I kind of have a couple solidified now that uh, I'll release at a later date, but. Uh, I, uh, it's, it's great to hear Muskoka names when you're talking about the partners and, and sponsors on your car. As we're Muskoka guys. We're 705. Um, it's uh, I actually, my truck was in at Gravettes getting work done and I got a calendar for next year too. Uh, um, talk about Muskoka life, man. Uh, being, it's not the, the typical hotbed. Uh, it's a short list of drivers yourself. Daniel Bois is a Muskoka guy. And I guess if you count me, uh, <laughs> uh, among a few others, but, uh, yeah, talk about, uh, a little bit about life in Muskoka before you go, Brad. Yeah. So, um, definitely it's definitely a little bit different. We're not kind of in the, the racing hub around here. Right. Yeah. You like um, a road trip like we do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. So, um, just like any time that you, you got to take the car to, um, somebody or, uh, buying parts, anything like that. It's always, a it's not a, we're going down the road to get parts. It's a, we're, we're going for a one day trip. Right. I mean, yeah. actually we did one, uh, about a couple weekends ago now. And, uh, we just, we've kind of learned to just buy stuff and get them to hold on to it. Mm-hmm. And then we make one round, right. Trying to, yeah. trying to get it all. And, um, yeah, we, uh, we got a got a camper that we're going to use a lot more uh next year as well because like man like we go to delaware and it's like we get home at like all four o'clock in the morning 
no doubt if you're coming home that night that's a grind man yeah yeah so right race all race all night right and then yeah coming home from delaware i remember we came it was like almost five o'clock in the morning when we pulled in the driveway and backed the trailer in we could see the sun was coming up good <laughs> lord <laughs> yeah so definitely uh definitely got a lots of big changes coming for next year but uh, nice it's a, it's a learning process right who would have who would have ever thought though that Muskoka would be the farthest point away right so. yeah but as you said like I kind of liken what you're saying like I lived in the rural area and yeah. like out in Windermere when when you're going shopping you don't just run out for one or two things you make a list and you yeah. get everything you need out in one trip it's kind of like what you're saying with the racing thing like logistically that's kind of how you have to plan things um but man it's uh it's cool to have uh as i say to hear muskoka names uh mentioned in uh, a race car driver's interview uh it's it's cool to hear those names uh yeah. having the belief in and uh in a in muskoka guy and and going racing it's it's just good to hear man the, the, the coolest part for me is that like Growing up, I didn't really like everyone has like after school, everybody would go to hockey or, you know, baseball. Like that wasn't me. Right. Yep. Like, like we I got on site. Yep. and now like looking at it and it, I kind of actually enjoy it because like all my buddies are like, yeah, we're hockey players. And I'm like, yeah, I drive race cars. Right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah. And it's it's funny because there was a, there was actually a group of us that all got together and um, went out for, uh, went out for dinner and they were talking about hockey and stuff like that. And one of the moms was like, what, like, do you play hockey? And I'm like, no, I, I drive race cars. Right. So, and everyone was like, wait, stop, wait, what? (laughs) All the heads turned. Yeah. Because a lot of people up here don't, don't know about that. Right. So that's um, right. And that's a lot of people, a lot of people down here too. It's just a Canada thing, I think. Right. And and for me, that's that's where it's kind of cool where like, I have like, you explain to people and show them pictures about the cars and the racing and stuff like that. Right. Mm -hmm. And you know, you're, you're introducing people that didn't even know this existed into the series. Right. Whether it be a fan, you know, or someone gets involved somehow with it. Right. So. Yeah. And that's kind of how we feel about it. Obviously I feel like there's, there's people out there. We just got to talk about it more and, and get more people uh, turning their eyes to, and that's what we say, like, it doesn't matter whether you're a a dirt fan or a a stock car fan, like just attracting people and bringing new eyes in and getting eyes on any motorsports in general is a good thing, especially here in Canada. So, I mean, um, I'm beating the Muskoka drum hard here, but man, like we literally don't it's see it that often, man. I mean, we saw, yeah. um, I, we saw it in the Pinty series actually at, uh, at Oswegan this year. Yep. Um, and then uh, Jason Hathaway carried yep. it too, uh, at, uh, for his win at CTMP. So, I mean, it, it like, you can count on one hand, basically times that you see it in the big leagues. So man, it's awesome. <laughs> it, it's fun. unfortunately next year we're we're going to an enclosed trailer because we have we have our enclosed trailer we have our pit box right like we just with these traveling series we really got to have everything with us right yes but i will tell you something there there is something to be said about open car trailers there there is but- there is nothing cooler than when you're leaving the house to go to the track and you're driving down main street and everybody stops and turns mm-hmm. their 
car. There's something to be said about open car trailers. I mean, Trev's been doing it for 30 years yeah. and he knows. Um, yeah, I was going to say, they're going to be calling well. them the traveling trailers one day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, one thing that we're really happy to announce as well is, is that uh, Brad's going to be carrying the SNS decal on his car this year, signed up uh, to be an SNS driver. Actually, last year he signed yeah. up and uh, we just, uh, uh, we're really excited. We'll be on a couple of OSS teams next year. And uh, well, we were already as a part of the sponsor for the series, but um, we're really excited to have Brad on the team. And uh, yeah, absolutely. Continue yeah. To, to wrap in. Uh, along with me and hopefully. Uh, hey, I think it's going to be a, I think it's going to be a wild ride next summer and definitely a lot of, uh, definitely a lot of stiff competition next year. And yeah, should be good. I think uh, I think it's going to be good racing next year. I think we have that good feeling in common, man. So yeah. uh, thank you, all. Chester, man. You were shaking this desk. It's a good time you. to be a race fan, that's for sure. Absolutely. Very much. Absolutely. We're building the series up, and the racing this year was phenomenal. And mm-hmm. uh, I think next year is uh, is definitely going to be a stepping stone for, for the series as well with having Corey McAllister join and quite a few other guys as well right so and it's it's for me it was kind of cool to see um the young gentleman that just bought a car join you know having having somebody young kind of like michael and i right want to join the series looks forward to it right so absolutely that's you know, there's a lot a lot of guys out there that want to to want to join we all know our man fafafafine wants to to get out there as well so <laughs> definitely uh definitely there's lots of interest and Hopefully we'll continue to build it, but uh, I want to thank Brad Robinson for coming on the show. The best uh, all in the uh, the Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to you, Brad. And uh, we'll catch you all next week on the Stickers and Scuffs podcast.